Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you about another great ESPN podcast. The Hoop Collective with Brian Winhurst focuses on life in and around the NBA and dives into the playoffs. Twice a week, Brian is joined by ESPN NBA insiders, including Tim McMahon and Tim Bodtemps, every Friday. That's the Hoop Collective. Listen wherever you get your podcasts and also available on YouTube. Also, NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, offers exclusive content Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Alongside Malika, there will be a full cast of NBA experts and insiders, including Kendrick Perkins, Chenea Gumake, Vince Carter, Zach Lowe, Woj, Ramona Shelburne, and many of our NBA reporters from around the league. Get caught up with the latest from around the NBA on NBA Today on ESPN and the ESPN app. One app, one tap. And also available as a podcast. Listen to NBA Today wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the right time. My name is Bomani Jones. Thanks for listening wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for watching on YouTube. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. It is Foxworth Friday. Dominique Foxworth, what's going on? Nothing. My favorite day of the week. Yeah, man. We out here making this thing here happen, trying to get it cracking. You know what I'm saying? Dominique, a lot of... You know, we hit them with the series, but we like to try to keep it a little bit light around here as best as we possibly can. But your boy Dan Snyder is ain't no light, baby. (laughs) The thing is, with you, it's always the serious, no matter what, the serious always has a line of humor throughout it. And it's tough because you're good at doing that. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I go a little too far. <laughs> Luckily, we got our man Gabe here yes. with the magic edit fingers. Yes, I'm really good at not getting us fired in places that would ordinarily get a lot of people fired, right? I don't know if you read Jeff Perlman's book about the 90s Cowboys, but no. one of the problems was under the Switzer era is like once they got Deion Sanders, that Deion's out here like practicing with no shoulder pads on. Because he's Deion Sanders and he could do that. But now everybody else want to practice with those shoulder pads. But you're not Deion Sanders. You can't pull that off. That's how it be sometimes on some of them dicey topics. Like I've been looking over there like, nah, you might want to just let me say all the scary stuff. Yeah, but I got a lot of shoulders, so I'm good. If, if, if I blow one out, I'll replace it. I'm, I'm going to say what I got to say on live TV or otherwise. And then we'll, we'll deal with the consequences. I, I'm on my Chris Rock. I can handle all consequences of anything that I say. Yo, I guess this is the first time. No, I talked to you last week uh, after old buddy. Ain't that something? But we're going to talk some NFL. We might get to a little something uh, with the NBA here. But I don't know if you guys have seen this story. And I feel like I need to walk you back with a little more background. But, you know, Congress all up in uh, the NFL's draws, man, trying to see what's going on here. Y'all out here doing a little bit too much, right? Mm -hmm. And so they got in there and started kicking around, looking at it, all because of Dan Snyder. Just to be clear, and now six attorney generals, state attorney generals, including the attorney general for the state of New York, they want to look into the NFL and the hostile workplaces. I could be wrong, Dominique, but I feel like, like overall, they just been able to shrug this off because us, the general public, we're just like, whatever, when the game starts. Okay, yeah. cool. It's a little harder to do that with Johnny Law come knocking on your door. And not just Johnny Law, it's Johnny Law's boss. Yeah. It is like the senior Johnny Law. Like Johnny Law is here and Johnny Law has questions and you can't shrug that off so much. Letitia James is coming for big necks. Like she, yes. <laughs> she's going after Trump. She's now 
potentially going after the NFL. And so the first thing that jumped out in my mind is the headline says overly hostile work environment towards women. What level of hostility is like <laughs> acceptable? Like it feels like an unnecessary, just a little hostile. Yeah, it's like this is overly hostile. So it's um, it was an article by Catherine Rossman and Ken Belson about this. But the real article that matters is one that those same people put out in February. So the article on New York Times kind of says that the six attorneys general are coming after him, but they're coming after him because of the other article that kind of outlined some of the um, uh, allegations, I guess, from women within the NFL, because that's separate from all the issues that were happening in Washington specifically. So some of the things that popped out to me as particularly egregious was they had like a after Ray Rice, of course, everything changed after yeah. Ray Rice. They had some seminars, I guess, internal seminars. And the beginning of it, they asked everyone who had been a victim or know someone who was a victim of domestic violence to raise their hand. You just you just can't you just can't do that. So, <laughs> the NFL, so clumsy. Yeah, the NFL, of course, they meant well. This. Yeah, <laughs> the NFL, of course, denies this. But um, a number of people say it happened. Another thing was a woman said that in the wake of the Ray Rice, one of the NFL executives uh, tried to put some of the responsibility on Janae Rice for like provoking it. Janae is now Ray's um, wife. She's the victim in that infamous elevator video. And then there was also a, a claim that when the Kareem Hunt stuff came out, that a male executive told a woman, well, it's not as bad as Ray Rice, which was an attempt to downgrade. And the last thing, that kind of jumped out at me. That's kind of the kicker. I saved it for the end on purpose was apparently in 2019, our friend Charlotte Jones, you may know her from that other story. Jerry's daughter. Yeah. Jerry's daughter. She works uh, for the Cowboys. And apparently I forgot the guy's name, but the guy who rich Dal yeah, Rumpel, who was peeking on cheerleaders. And there was an accusation that he was recording up Charlotte Jones skirt during a draft in the war room yeah, in the war room we have war <laughs> you gotta focus you gotta focus you gotta <laughs> you gotta let the big head make these decisions at all times especially when we at war the only reason why that's interesting is because at a um women's interactive network panel charlotte jones was recorded saying in response to me too that there are some unbelievable gentlemen and a lot of them are afraid to be in meetings by themselves with another woman and it is hurting us. This was 2019 that Me Too is becoming a problem for business. So those are a lot of things that jumped. Oh, I forgot this last one. A guy named Mark Quinzel, who was helping to organize the halftime show. Apparently, there's video of him before the Miami Super Bowl prepping for the halftime show, pushing a woman because it was, I don't know, emotions was running high and he thought that was the best way to get. And of course, he denies it. NFL denies it. So all that on the table. That's what we're dealing with. This seemed like the only thing that they could actually care about is the law, right? Like somebody really coming down and bringing some measure of hammer on them. What are we saying collectively about us? And, and, and I mean this in terms of just our ability to consume information. Like you and I have talked about this. I don't know what it takes for something to be a scandal anymore. Like this is like a bigger, broader illustration of that. Like the first scandal I remember as a child, right? This is where our slight age overlap comes into play is Iran Contra, mm -hmm. right? 
Dog, I have no idea. Could, could, could you make anybody care about Iran-Contra at this point? Not. Right. I just don't think you can. And when you go back and think about what some of the scandals have been in this country, could they be scandals anymore? Like, are we just that cynical? Are we that disillusioned that nothing does anything for us? Where the NFL, you could have that thorough report in February, and then the attorney generals come down. And even the attorney generals coming down is like a secondary story at most sports outlets. If Aaron Rodgers come out here and not even retire, but say he's salty that Devontae Adams isn't going to be there, we'll be all over that before we wind up in this other place. And they want to look at all the teams, dog. All the teams. Because you got all that stuff we listed. You got the stuff with the commandos. You got what had been happening before with Jerry Richardson asking them if he could shave their legs and work. And you know what that Jerry Richardson story points out, by the way? Being a weirdo. One step too far. Because that's what it was about. You could say it had to do with the racism stuff. Maybe that was part of it, too. But in the end, that thing about shaving their legs was weird. Once it went to weird, they were like, oh, no, we got to do something about this. Yeah, and I think that all this stuff ties together because I would say that the Jerry Richardson losing his team is about not having allies and not having leverage. Reminds me a lot of what happened with uh, Sterling. It's like, what happened with Sterling... Like, I don't think it was an offense big enough. I mean, as awful as it was, not an offense big enough under normal circumstances to take someone's team. Generally, that's not how it happens. But they were sick of him and don't nobody care about him. Don't nobody want to cape up for him. I think that we are reaching a similar place with uh, Dan Snyder. And I think that's what happened with Jerry Richardson. And as for our age gap, you're right. It's not huge, but there are some areas because... When anybody says Iran-Contra to me, I don't think about Iran-Contra. I think about Jay-Z. Blame Reagan for making me into a monster. Blame Oliver North mm-hmm. and Iran-Contra. Iran-Contra ban. Yeah. First of all. It's a lot. It's a, oh, it's a bar and a half. But that's the first thing I think about. And then reading about Iran-Contra later in life. All yeah, that to yeah, say exactly. in politics, the NFL has power and leverage. So I'm not sure that they fear the Loretta Lynch attorney generals as much as they should because at the end of the day they got leverage and power to make these type of things move in a way that they want to most of the time so my thing was i thought that jerry richardson had the allies i think he didn't have the leverage and i think the problem that jerry richardson ultimately had was he is in fact a team player and so when they come to him and they like with him it's like godfather too right you come visit frank pentangeli in jail and you let him know hey man you know what you got to do, right? Okay. And then the next day, he bleeding out in the bathtub, mm-hmm. right? Like, you could do that with Jerry Richardson. Dan Snyder don't operate from that place. Remember, the, they tried to get the minority owners with Fred Smith and everybody else, they tried to get them together to do what they had to do to get Snyder off that team. And now Snyder owns 100% of that team. Like, he stood tall and he managed to win out in that situation. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I've been in the gym a little bit trying to get my fitness in check so I can break these skinny allegations I keep getting. Spring is the best time of the year to take a new look at your fitness routine, dial it up a notch, and continue powering off. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row, or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance. 
Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals while challenging yourself at every level. Now you can catch up on your favorite NBA games with NBA League Pass while you push yourself to new levels of fitness. Watch your favorite games and win your workouts with NBA League Pass on Peloton and visit OnePeloton.com. Peloton all-access membership and NBA League Pass subscription required. With him, with the other story, if you guys had not seen this, it's a bit of a doozy. Your man Dan Snyder, apparently, you have to pay out as an NFL team 40% of the ticket revenues to the other team. So back when they used to do blackouts on the football games, if they did not sell out, what the home team would do to make sure that the team was on television was they would buy up. Basically, they didn't have to buy up all the remaining tickets. They just had to send the visiting team their 40% share for the rest of those tickets, and thereby the tickets had been sold. But this is the game. 40% goes back to the home team. And it looked like your boy Dan Snyder was uh, skimming, wasn't sending them. They 40 and I'm sorry, man. That's just snake shit. Like, that's just, that's just, that, that's just dishonorable. Yeah. So this comes from a guy, I think, worked there, Jacob Friedman, worked there 25 years or something. So, like, it's not uh, outrageous, pulled out of nowhere claim. And, I mean, I am surprised by how many people are surprised by this. And maybe this is from my history in working in both NFL and NBA unions is – they be skimming from us, or at least that's how we felt. And like the way that NBA teams go around BRI, like working that to try to argue that certain things are not a part of basketball related income in order to keep it out of the revenue split that goes to the players. Like we would have re-up meetings all the time where we would go and argue that something wasn't there. So, and the same thing in the NFL with the PA, like we don't get access to their books. We have to trust independent auditors and the fact of the matter is the auditors, they audit the books and the numbers and the transactions that you give them. So the idea that you keep a separate place where the books are like, yeah. And there is no oversight. Like they aren't publicly traded companies. They're owned and operated most of the time by a majority shareholder. And now in Dan Snyder's case, he owns hundred percent. So like, who's really looking into it? So to be honest with you, I'm not shocked. And I, would be more shocked if we found out that the commanders, the commies are the only team doing this. I expect the rest of the teams to be doing it in some capacity also. And see, that part is where I wasn't going because to me, given that they selling out the house just about every week at all these places, my thought was that the number should be the same just about every time you go play against any of these teams, right? Like that that's where I was coming from. And I guess there's some, you know, variable ticket pricing based upon who they're playing against and all of that. But my thought was just going to be the numbers should be pretty constant. And maybe he just drew the level down on that. And absolutely, ain't no doubt in the fact that they would like steal from the players. That Like that one is nothing. I ain't think they's going to be out here stealing from each other. And I feel like if you Snyder, what you raise is an interesting point about how widespread this practice is. Because if the practice is widespread, then it's just going to be kind of game-recognized game. If he the one dude that's out here doing this, yo, man, your situation tenuous enough to be out here stealing from the homies. I mean, and I think that uh, much is going to be made if he loses his team over this, about how he can lose his team over this and not lose his team over the sexual misconduct that was taking place in his organization, the culture of 
sexism and uh, harassment. And I mean, it comes down to what we started at the beginning. Like, I'm not saying it's right. I am saying that it's wrong, actually. It's about leverage and it's about power and it's about relationships. So if you wrong a bunch of faceless, nameless women, that doesn't have much of an impact on the people who decide whether you can stay in a club or not. If you wrong the people in the club, <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna resonate when it comes to making decisions. So even if I don't know if I want to say it's widespread, and obviously I don't have any evidence to say that other teams are doing it, but I will say that I don't think it's outlandish to think that other that at least one other team is doing something like that. But I don't think that it matters. I don't think they realize it's game recognized game. That's like if I get away with a holding call, I'm mm-hmm. not going to expect the referee to call holding on you. Like, I, I think that even if someone else is doing this, they're not going to be like, yeah, chill out on him. They're going to be like, get him up out of there, but don't look over here. Duh, I wish that there was one owner who got his money through, let's call it a, like more hard scrabble means. Like, not necessarily all his money, but, like, in the very beginning, like, he started off selling moonshine or something like that. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Basically, some just one dude who does not take this sort of stuff with a sense of humor. One guy who's just operating on. So, I'll give you an example. Friend was telling me a story about a friend who played in the league, right? And so, when uh, that 30 for 30 came out, broke the Billy Corbin joint about Cass losing all that money. Friend suggested to the friend, hey, watch this, you know, see the kinds of things that happen to people and they money. And the dude was like, cool. So came back and was like, hey, did you watch it? But it was like, yeah. And it's like, so what did you, you know, what'd you think? Man, it was eye opening, man. I learned a lot from that. And so I went down to my agent's office. I walked in there. I pulled out my Desert Eagle <laughs> and I explained to him that if he ever stole from me like the people got stolen uh, from in that movie, uh, I would be coming back with this Desert Eagle again. Yeah. Which, while not necessarily the way I would approach the problem, I cannot say that I didn't understand his point, right? Like, yo, if these dudes thought they was going to catch a Desert Eagle to the face, they wouldn't have been doing all the stealing. Which, something to it. Something to it. If you don't understand something and there is no way to expect someone who has been playing football all their life to be fresh out of college and be in their 20s to fully understand financial markets, investments like it's easy, easy to trick somebody who doesn't understand, particularly a man, because we are like conditioned to pretend like we get everything like it's so rare that you hear a man be like, I don't know. Like most of the time we're going to fake it. I'm guilty of that also. So like the best possible deterrent is not to necessarily be like on their back because you don't understand it. The best possible deterrent is the stick. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yo, yo, that was a big thing I learned in college. If monitoring is low, enforcement must be high. (laughs) Like that's, that's the only thing. Like it's the, hey man, if this house ain't clean when I get home, asses are getting whooped. I ain't got a call in the middle of the day and ass no more. Exactly. Exactly. Asses will be whooped. And so I wish there was just one owner come to the owner's meeting and be like, hey, hey, let me holler at you over here to the side. You got my money? Who the Stewie Uh, Griffin in this? uh, Hey, you got my money, man? 
You got my money? Like, there's some, there's one person that just don't play about his money. You watch uh, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. All right, you watch uh, the last episode? Yep, I saw it. There's one dude that's Paperboy. Yeah. Where my money at, man? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, there are consequences. That person won't exist in the modern form of the NFL because they vet so hard. Like, they ain't just selling it to anybody. It's like... uh I watched Game Theory last week. I talk, saw how exclusive the Masters are. It is a similar situation here. Owners don't come out of nowhere. Just because you've got the money don't mean you can get in. Normally, you're going to have to be like a minority owner on another team. And this whole time, they are watching you. The only way this will ever happen is if it is an inherited situation. They're going to pass this team down to somebody who does not believe in the club. And I feel like <laughs> Jim Irsay might be the only person who might wild out and they can't control it at this point. Mark Davis, I guess, is taking over for his father. But generally, that's the way it works. Is It's somebody who has inherited the role that would be in position to cause havoc because everyone else, they've been watching you for decades. They ain't just inviting you in. Yeah, just so you know, though, at the Masters, there is somebody in there with that thing. Like, yeah. like the, the the keep in mind here, I'm from Texas, okay? Class and money are unrelated mm-hmm. to your willingness to tote that thing you okay. know like 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 that keep it on me there's somebody at the masses that keep that keep it on me on them at all times dog i want to know who it is too like because <laughs> we don't know who like, we don't know who's in augusta national right. right i want to know who that guy is who got his money from way back right like selling hogs or something <laughs> like that who's to say but he got that thing on him because you know it ain't no metal detector for them dudes you know, ain't nobody patting him down. He uh-huh. in there with that thing. Let me tell you something else I wonder about the Masters, too, now that I'm thinking about it. They ain't never going to tell us out loud how many undercovers, like terrorism undercovers, you think they got out there. Like, yeah, you ain't going to be no setting it. I mean, it, it would be a metaphorical place to set it off. Yeah. Not going to happen, dog. Uh, they ready for you. They want everything to look like a tradition like none other, but I guarantee they ain't playing with when it comes to that security. But no, I had a good laugh. I was doing debatable the other day about marketing in general. And you and I have had a couple conversations and you did that thing on game theory about how um, cryptocurrency companies mm-hmm. are like marketing uh, during sporting events and football games and stuff like that. I imagine that there's not a lot of that crypto marketing at golf events, but it is so amazing to me that they have like accountant and consulting firms as sponsors. Like it really tells you who the audience is because- And watches. Yes, they are talking to CEOs, CFOs. (laughs) Like not now one of you has ever needed KPMG one day in your life. And so the point of like sponsorship is name recognition. And so like our sponsor, we have a, a beer sponsor on Debatable. And like, all right, they trying to get people who go to stores. They're going to be walking down a beer aisle. They're like, oh, that's the one. It's, it, it's like uh, in front of my mind. I'm going to grab it. Imagine who they are trying. Somebody who's in a market for an entire accounting firm. <laughs> like that's who they're talking to. They ain't talking to us. Bruh, that I try to explain this to people all the time about golf. When people are like, man, Tiger Woods jacking up the ratings. Yeah, but you know who he's bringing with him? A bunch of people who don't need no accountant. Like what made Tiger Woods different than all them other dudes is Tiger Woods got a sponsorship with Gatorade. He got a sponsorship with Buick. You know what I mean? Like his sponsorships are with things that regular people buy. Golf is kind of like 
them Sunday morning shows, Face the Nation, mm-hmm. Meet the Press, they historically have done test pattern ratings. Like the number of people who watch those shows is very low. But there are few other programs that give you a concentration of rich people that allow them to advertise the stocks and the bonds and all those, you know, all those things and everything else. That's who those shows are for, and they make a profit because they can charge those companies so much because it's so few places that they can directly reach those people. So yeah, Phil Mickelson walking out here with the KPMG across his hat, right? You probably some people out there think that's a damn radio station. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, nah, man. He out here, you know, making that accountant money. It's like tennis. They be selling fancy watches. That's that's what they advertise. You don't see no polo commercial during no NFL game. And they sell polo at Marshalls. They not going for that. And on top of it, they don't even explain what KPMG is. Because <laughs> if you know, you know. Like, I, I guarantee you there are people listening to this right now who are just finding out that KPMG is an accountant firm. But they've seen it on Phil Mickelson's hat for years. I'm looking at the PGA Tour official like marketing partners right now the first name on that is is adobe (laughs) don't nobody be out here getting adobe like adobe is for enterprise that's what they are doing out there they got cdw like stuff like that yeah they ain't talking but like and and like the nfl sneaks that in so like the amazon web services commercials and stuff like that or whatever that's the back for those you don't know what amazon web services does it's the backbone of the internet. Like every time that I be on there, yo, man, I'm going to just boycott Amazon. Nope. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. You get, get ready to make a lot of phone calls. Are you familiar with microfiche? Because uh, you're going to need to go in there and research at the library like the old school if you're going to do that. But yeah, like those next gen stat stuff, all those are commercials for the corporate end of what this yep. thing is. Again, the difference with golf is they ain't even trying to give you that regular people stuff. They like, nah, man, sit your rich ass down here and let us sell you things that you rich people need. Amazon Web Services, like I, I believe it still is like by far the most profitable thing that Amazon does. And I know all you think that app that you are using is how Amazon makes money. I think they just that just started making money recently. Like that was in the red forever. But essentially the server farms that they own, which is Amazon Web Services, that. Now that is where the cake is coming from. You know what else popped up in similar vein is the uh, NBA All-Star in Utah. Like people were kind of wondering if they were going to pull because Utah has its own version of Don't Say Gay Bill. There's transgender sports. It wasn't Don't Say Gay. But in North Carolina, it was the bathroom bill that they pulled it. And Utah, they're doing a ban on transgender people participating in women's sports in high school and all that stuff. And so people expect the NBA, who they've kind of staked out this position as the most liberal or progressive-minded mm-hmm. league in Adam Silver. Which, by the way, not hard to win. Not at all. Like, this, that always bothered me. And propping Adam Silver up as some uh, champion of freedom and progressive causes and friend to the player. All of that annoyed me because I know he worked for and like I like Adam. Good dude to talk to. Nice guy. Reasonable personal views. But when it come down to the come down, he ain't on our side players. And anyway, they're not moving it in part because Adam Silver's explanation for not moving it is because he doesn't think that they can have an impact. So. I'm kind of with him on this. Here's why. One, they can't have an impact. Like his point was like, look, man, in Charlotte, 
the team was making moves, mm-hmm. like doing this to make it happen. And basically what I think was underrated about the situation in Charlotte as it related to the NBA is who owns that arena? Mike owns that arena. And Mike was having trouble booking concerts. Like that was the thing. Like Bruce Springsteen and all these people say they're not coming. You might get 18000 in the house for the Hornets. You will get 18000 in the house for whoever, you know, is right. supposed to come play. But with Utah, why I'm not nearly as bothered by them not moving it is, y'all decided to come to Utah in the first place. Right. All Utah did was codify what's already in the air there. Now, the transgender bill is interesting because I don't know if people know this about Utah with the transgender sports bill. The governor vetoed it. And not only did the governor veto it, he put out a statement and was basically like, look, I don't really understand this stuff, you know, everything else. But what I do understand is we got like four transgender athletes in the (laughs) whole state. Like this doesn't come up because the one thing transgender people are typically not trying to do is bring unnecessary attention to the fact that they are transgender. Like I don't feel like a lot of them are going to be willing to literally risk their lives even more than they're already risking their lives just so they can go play basketball against some girls. You know, like I just don't see that going down in that way. I don't think that's what it's going to be. And that's what the governor said. But they still overrode that veto because this isn't about anything functional. This is just about an idea, right? This is like critical race theory. It's not even about how much this is actually being applied. It's just what people talk about. But I look at the NBA and they look at Utah and it's like, do you realize, like, like we could go back to when they moved that team to Utah, which I think was like 1979 or something like that. I bet it was something terrible cracking in Utah at that point, you know? And so I got where he's like, hey, if we wasn't going to get down with Utah because of this, we'd have moved the whole team out of Utah. Like when these things happen, we always talk about, well, you can't have the all-star game there. Don't nobody talk about well, maybe you need to move the team. Nope, 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 nope. We try to move into the space where we find it to be reasonable. And that's where I'm looking at it like, oh, okay, cool. Do what you do. Because like, if, if you really buy it, you move the team. But ain't nobody really going to do that. So I ain't judging you for this. If I were a player, I would be all behind getting this up out of Utah. Maybe yes. not Charlotte, but get it the hell out of Utah. Don't nobody want to be a, yeah. all, like, they don't even like sell alcohol after like, 6 p.m. in Utah. Dog, they need to go find all the, like, toxically masculine black dudes. Yeah. And explain to them, <laughs> it's about to be all-star in Utah if y'all don't get if y'all don't get on board. Get, you better get your ally on <laughs> unless you're trying to go down there. Like, or you're going you gonna to be down there in Utah. Like, okay, I tell this story. So, one year, we had my parents' house, and I got a cousin like my cousin related to my sister, but she not related to me. Mm-hmm. You know, one of them situations. And so she graduated from college and a lot of the family came down. Again, it is family that is not my family, but it is the family. Okay, so they all there and I walk in. That was a wild weekend too, man. One day I'm sitting, like the day of the graduation, I'm sitting inside the house. Somebody walk in the front door and look at me like I don't live there. Like, he just walked in the front door like, yo, what's up? I'm like, identify yourself. Like, no one of you feels like you got to tell me your name. Oh, okay. Because, like, you got to realize, like, like part of the role that we play in my family, not with everybody, but to a degree, but, you know, we're the ones that came up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, coming to our house is like coming to the hotel, right? It's like going on vacation. I look over, and this one lady, she got one of mama's good glasses. Glasses I hadn't even seen on Thanksgiving. Mm. All right? She had in one hand one of Mama's good glasses that was full of what was in her other hand. What was in her other hand, you ask? A 32-ounce bottle of Old English 800 
malt liquor. Yes, she had the bumper in that hand. And when asked, she brought it from the crib. And you know why she brought it from the crib? Because she ain't know whether or not we was in a dry county. In case you want to know how country we are. She did not know if it was a dry county. And so she brought her eight ball with her on the trip. All I'm saying is, Uh all-star game in Salt Lake City, I know it ain't no dispensaries, and it ain't that easy to find a liquor store. So, fellas, I don't know how y'all feel about this, that, and the third, or whatever, but I'm just saying, you might want to get on board. Like, I want to see who shows up for the all-star game, and I want to know if Utah understands what normally happens and who usually shows up. All-star game is a black event. Normally, like a very yes. black event. Normally, to be clear, they need to create like an Amsterdam, like an area of the city that's going to actually function like a real American city, because I'm not sure that they have that area in Salt Lake as it currently stands. And to be completely like transparent, the people in my life who would be a proponent of a bill like that are those same people who would go to an event at All-Star, it'd be very upset that they could not be a part of these type of things. So it's some odd bedfellows for sure. It's going to be hard renting out clubs. Like, because, you know, three of us show up and they don't want us there. The traveling Afro-American circus that <laughs> is the All-Star game? Woo-wee! A lot of the residents in Salt Lake might not want the All-Star game to come there. They, if they know what it's about. For what? <laughs> For what? For what? Unless you own a hotel. Yeah. For what? I also feel like it's going to be a whole lot of people in there sending their food back to the restaurant. Like, so what y'all season this with? Like, I'm, I'm, looking, at, I'm looking at this sauce, and it just oh, looked like man. it's one color. They should just do a bubble situation like they did in Orlando. Like, just create a bubble in the city where it could be an actual All-Star weekend experience. Here's what I want to see at All-Star. Like, look, man, all leagues have a groupie culture, okay? Mm-hmm. The NBA's group of culture is a little different than the NFL's, whatever. But all these cities got a group of culture. They hitting on in the tunnel in Salt Lake City. Instagram has like has to be a godsend for anybody who is on the Jazz or going to play in Salt Lake. There's some young ladies who live in Salt Lake City. They there. They live in the same life, and I just want to know who they are. That's all I'm saying. There's a story about Carl Malone. We get toward the end of this. But there was a story about Carl Malone when he met his wife, where they told her that he was the mailman. And she thought he was a mailman. No. And she couldn't understand what was such a big deal about him being a mailman. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's absurd. I don't believe that. They made that story up. Nah, he was the mailman. Look, that's, that's all I'm saying. That's what we talking about in that Salt Lake. He don't dress like he got no money. But I feel like if you a 6'9 black dude who is swole as Carl Malone in Salt Lake City with a nice watch, ain't nobody believing that you delivering packages. Well, I believe that once you say 6'9 black dude in Utah, the rest of it is unnecessary. You play for the jazz. <laughs> like, like enough people ask me if I play basketball. By the way, last story, because I was just thinking about this, because one time some five foot five dude in my elevator in Miami asked me if I played basketball, because, of course, how else could I afford to live there? By the way, I wasn't offended by the thought because I wouldn't think I lived there either. <laughs> but I would tell you guys this on the way out. So we did game theory and we got the studio audience. We had 40 people 
like the first time we did it, but the last time we had like 80, 80 people showed out in the rain, big deal. And so, you know, they get them warmed up and I come out and it's the applause and all of that. And I don't know how to handle that. So I do the wave, like I'm <laughs> a parade float and all that. But one of my former students came up to see the show just for it, really touched my heart. You know what I'm saying? Like flew up Saturday, Sunday, checked it, left right after, like that sort of thing. And so I saw him and I dapped him up, gave him a hug. Um, another friend of mine was sitting up front, gave her a hug. And then some dude was there in a Carolina shirt. And so I wanted him to stand up because it's right after the Duke game. Man, the little homie went for a hug. And I was like, nah, homie, I know them. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm familiar with them. I know how they get down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was nice about it, I, you know, but I just thought you'd find that funny. Anyway, I, I did. Dowdy Foxworth. Check them out. I'm coming up to watch it at some point, and I, I now I know I'm not going for the hug. I, I don't uh, want to get embarrassed. <laughs> check them out on Debatable. Check them out on Get Up. Check them out all over the place. New things he got going coming up soon, my man. I appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. All right, man. And ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on The Right Time. Thanks for joining us on YouTube. We do this three times a week. Gabe Bassane and Adi Khan handling things behind the scenes. Thank you, gentlemen. Remember, follow The Right Time. Rate us. Review us. Give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. And we'll talk to you guys in a couple of days. Take it easy. Thanks for checking out The Right Time with Bomani Jones Podcast. You can listen or follow on the ESPN app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Right Time with Bomani Jones.